Greetings, welcome to my podcast. I'm Eric Backer, the naturopath from New Zealand and formulator of the Kanzita range of supplements. In each of my bite-sized episodes, you'll be getting practical tips that you can follow right away to improve your health and lifestyle. So go ahead and binge listen. Got a question from a subscriber who wants to know if she's got hypochlorhydria or low stomach acid. She wants to know some of the signs, symptoms of that. So let's talk a bit about stomach function and about hypochlorhydria. So I learned a lot on a trip I made to the States back in 2003 uh, when I went to hear uh, Dr. Alan Gaby speaking. Very interesting. Dr. Jonathan right now in Gaby in Seattle. Uh, I've been practicing already for many, many years prior to that, but that 2003 trip really made me understand a lot more about stomach function. Dr. Uh, Wright, Jonathan Wright, uh, is long retired now, I believe, uh, incredible doctor, one of the most important uh, influences for many, many functional medicine doctors uh, in America and around the world. But Dr. Wright was a very big believer going back probably in as far as the 70s that people with stomach problems particularly low acid uh, production stomach, uh, exhibiting signs of over-acidity. So a common thing, for example, to experience when you've got hypo, which means low, chlorhydria, stomach acid, um, is heartburn. So many doctors never believed this until they actually devised a special capsule which could be swallowed to determine stomach acid viability and they did find that they discovered that many people with heartburn in fact had a low acid stomach not over acid stomach so many people watching this video for example if you're taking an acid blocker or a ppi drug proton pump inhibitor drug there are many of them on the market like nexium for example it's a billion dollar drug many people take these stupid drugs believing uh, they've got too much acid in the stomach or in fact they haven't got enough So then when they take these drugs, they're in fact lowering their acid production even more, which creates huge fatigue problems and headaches and all sorts of digestive problems. So not a good idea. I'm not a fan at all of drugs for digestive system action. I think it's stupid. To me, it's like an American Express credit card, you know, with 20-something percent interest. Or if you go to these loan sharks, and, and uh, you know, you borrow a hundred bucks to pay a power bill or something like that to me, that's stupid as well. Uh, dumb. Or borrowing money to pay loans, you know, that, you know, it's just crazy. To me, that's what these drugs are like. You know, you're just basically buying time and you're creating serious underlying uh, dysfunction. So it's not a good idea taking drugs for the GI tract. In most cases, they can be entirely fixed up. Anyway, let's look at the five key things right um, if we're going to look at the five key signs and symptoms of hypochlorhydria the first one's bloating and belching so air coming up burping bloating if your stomach's not functioning properly and you're eating food uh, it's not going to break that food down properly so that food's going to sit there for quite a while that's going to cause a lot of gas and bloating in the upper digestive system particularly when it tries to move down to the small intestine because you need a very good functioning stomach to create an excellent pancreatic enzyme output. So the pancreas is a gland that sits here in the middle of the body. And its aim basically is to help to produce more enzymes to help to really improve the breakdown of the food. And it relies on a very nice acid mixture coming from above. 
to convert its enzymes from an inactive to an active form. I've discussed this in other videos. So if the stomach has got the pH a little bit too high, not low enough, so i.e. it's not acid enough, <clears throat> it's going to create a problem with the pancreas. And this is where indigestion comes in, discomfort in the middle of the body. And also sometimes feeling a little bit like crappy here, you know. So the stomach is a little bit higher up. Now people often get confused and they say, my stomach doesn't feel good, my stomach. Well, unless you come from another planet or, you know, an android or one of these AI creatures, your stomach usually doesn't sit down here. Your stomach sits up a bit higher up about here. Okay. In fact, many people with stomach problems think they've got a heart attack. <clears throat> many guys end up in the emergency room with indigestion thinking they're having a heart attack because it's in a similar region. So if the stomach's pH is not right, indigestion occurs very easily, very easily, particularly after a meal. Second one is heartburn. So heartburn very much occurs with low acid stomach. In fact, it's a red flag for this condition. Eating a high-protein food, for example, or a high-fat food going into the stomach with low acid can create major pain and problem, major heartburn for people. We're going to talk in a minute after at the end of the video on a couple of different tips and tricks you can do to find out if you've got the right acidity in the gut. The third one is indigestion. Right? Indigestion. So indigestion can be a terrible symptom. You can be sitting there and have a lot of pain. Indigestion can come anywhere from here right down to, to lower down as it travels through the small intestine. It's not broken down properly. It can sit there like a lump. And of course, people with indigestion often get gas. It's a little bit like a backfire in a, in a car if the combustion's not good. <clears throat> and then, of course, you're going to get a backfire through the tailpipe, which is like cool, farting, or, or producing gas. Okay, So indigestion comes often and is related with bloating and belching. So many people with bloating end up with indigestion. Those two symptoms go together. The fourth one is undigested food particles in the stool. So have a good look at the stool regularly to make sure that you're digesting food properly and you're excreting waste. You're not excreting undigested food. That could mean you're not chewing food properly. And poor chewing leads to poor pooing. Right? Dr. Gaby at the conference in 2003 had a, a saying, Small stools, big hospitals, big stools, small hospitals. Think about it. So the fifth one, and of course undigested food, you know, number four, that comes from poor acid, so you're not breaking food down properly. So make sure you chew very well, because that will significantly help, even with a low pH stomach or high pH stomach, it will help break that food down further, more easily in the gut. Eating food while... Being on um, technology is not a great idea. So the fifth one <clears throat> is the flow-on effect of all of these problems, fatigue, tiredness. If the engine's not working properly and you can't get gas to, you know, uh, properly in, in the engine and have good combustion, you're not going to get power to the wheel. So you're going to have a car that misfires, that stalls, that lacks power until it gets tuned up. In your case, tuning up isn't grabbing hold of a component, throwing it out and putting a new spark plug in. In your case, it's going to understand that we need maybe some digestive enzymes for a while. We need to chew food properly. We need to select the right foods. We need to eat in low-stress environments. <clears throat> These things are all going to significantly help to stop the fatigue as a flow-on effect. Candida is often a consequence of hypochlorhydria or poor functioning stomach. 
Candida can thrive easily in a stomach that's not functioning properly. It can be taken in through food. It can be there already in the GI tract and flourish when the gut becomes dysfunctional. Same with bacteria, same with parasites. Having a very powerful acid stomach will almost ensure that if a parasite gets in there, it's going to die before it has a chance to get further down. Rectal itching is another symptom I see with some people. So we talked about the two methods for stomach. So one thing you could do is get a good teaspoon, a heap teaspoon of baking soda or bicarbonate of soda and put that in eight ounces of water, you know, 250 mils or eight ounces. Give it a stir and then drink that. Now you should notice, it's like having soda, you should notice a big burp not long after you've had that because that's the acid being neutralized by the bicarbonate of soda. Exactly what the pancreas will do when it squirts bicarbonate of soda into the small bowel. All right? You'll notice sometimes healthy people who have a meal chew it, swallow it, and not long after, it could be you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes after, uh, they can have a couple of burps here or there. And that's that bicarbonate of the pancreas neutralizing stomach acid. It's not uncommon. Healthy people will have that quite often. So you will have a burp with bicarbonate not very soon after you've swallowed that. That's a healthy gut. If you don't have any burping with bicarb, that could be a big problem. It could be you know, lack of stomach acid. <clears throat> the other one you can do is to take a digestive enzyme, particularly a very powerful betaine pepsin supplement, or many you can get in different companies, and take a capsule. And then with each succeeding meal, increase by one capsule, one capsule. So, for example, for breakfast this morning, I could take one capsule. For lunch today, I could take two. For dinner, I could take three. Following morning for breakfast, four. I keep stacking it up until I notice a bit of heartburn or reflux or pain behind the sternum or over-acidity symptom. That means I've reached my threshold. Now, a healthy guy like me, I can't any, take any more, usually, than two betaine pepsin, and I feel sick. I've seen some people take 30 to 40 capsules per meal. I'm not joking, especially very elderly people. So this is what we call the tummy tolerance method of determining stomach acid. If you forgot that, go back uh, on this video and watch what I said here about stacking that up. So that's a good test for you to determine what your level of stomach acid is. So you've got the bicarb, the baking soda test, and you've got the tummy tolerance test. Think about it. And last thing I'll leave you with is check out Kenzita Restore. I think I might have a container here. It's in the green bottle. This is a digestive enzyme and a probiotic combination. The Kenzita Restore works quite well for hypochlorhydria. You just take one capsule with each meal, usually for a couple of months, and, and chew food properly and make the correct selections, and that will go a long way towards helping you recover from hypochlorhydria or underactive stomach. <clears throat> Thanks for tuning into this video. I hope that it was educational and you got some information from it. Thanks very much.